You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, everybody. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire, for Friday, October 14th. I'm sure a lot of people waking up feeling a little hungover this morning after watching what is being referred to as one of the worst football games of the season. I know it's tough tough to top last Thursday's Colts-Broncos clunker, but at least I went to overtime and had some drama Washington-Chicago was just brutal. Uh, I confess to missing a large portion of the beginning of the game. I was playing volleyball with a couple buddies. And then, of course, I go to my phone. You know, I had told you guys I, I like Washington in the over. And I go to my phone, and I see 0-0, and I'm like, oh, it must have just kicked. Wait, wait, it kicked off a while ago. It's second quarter. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It was just, it was a tough one. Carson Wentz threw for a whopping 99 yards. Justin Fields gets Chicago inside the 10 three times. And comes up with zero points. That is unbelievable. Now, 
I don't want to go in too much on Justin Fields. I'll leave that to the Richard Sherman type hacks on social media. Richard Sherman blasting, well, not really Fields, but more like the Bears' use of him. Well, what do you expect? The Bears have a, a, a new offensive coordinator. You would know the guy if he delivered you a pizza tonight. Okay, yeah, I think his name is Etsy, E-T-S-Y maybe. I, I, I don't know where they found this guy. Um, and, and you guys know I want to give a lot of like young guys, untested dudes. You want to give them the shine because everybody in life need someone to really vouch for them and give them a chance. Um, I'll never forget coming up in journalism and every job I applied to, they're like, yeah, you need a lot more experience. I'm like, well, <laughs> how am I going to experience if you won't hire me? Like, I, it, how do, I don't understand how that works. And some of these offensive coordinators, you need to just throw them into the deep end and it's sink or swim. Now, the kid Ben Johnson in Detroit is swimming really, really well. This kid Etsy in Chicago is horrible. Um... Chicago, they did have almost 400 yards of offense, but a lot of it was busted plays. Justin Fields breaks off a random 39-yard run. Khalil Herbert, a random 64-yard gallop. By the way, Khalil Herbert needs more touches, and I'm not just saying that because he's on my son's fantasy team. But the Bears team is just so poorly constructed. I believe I read in the offseason they spent the least amount of money against the salary cap on their offensive line. As a result, Justin Fields sacked five times, and he's running for his life. All the time. He looks frustrated. He looks depressed. I don't I don't have the exact numbers on his Ohio State uh, career, but he's lost four games with the Bears this year. I bet he didn't lose four games in his Ohio State career. Maybe Rob G will be able to find that number. But I'm not blaming Fields. Um, you know, this is year two. It, it, there eventually will be a turnaround. I actually think the bigger story here is Washington. And I know a lot of people want to talk about the Dan Snyder story and Dan Snyder is putting together a dossier of uh, information. He's got private investigators following around uh, Roger Goodell and other NFL owners so they can't get him out because he has dirt on them. And he's like, oh, they don't want to mess with me. This long story by a regular guest on this pod, Seth Wickersham. And listen, it's not pretty, but really, we knew Dan Snyder was a goofball. You know, this is a guy who lucked into a metric S ton of money back right before the stock market crashed in 99. And now he's basically a rich kid who owns an NFL team and is driving it into the ground. It's a disaster. They got lucky to win with Carson Wentz throwing for 99 yards. And then after the game, this is how ugly it is. Ron Rivera, under fire from the media about his Wentz comments earlier in the week, and Rivera is like popping off with cuss words. He's ha- he's fed up. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We just had a win? And you guys want to ask me about this week? And by the way, did you see when Wentz hit his hand? Um, I think it was third quarter or maybe late second. And I thought for a sec they would pull him. And I'm like, oh, maybe they'll go to the to the rookie, Sam Howell, only to find out that he is inactive. And the backup quarterback in Washington is none other than everybody's favorite um, QB1, Matt Saracen, a.k.a. Taylor Heineke. Um, so it's not that exciting. Sam Howell injured, of course, but I don't know, Rob, I, I, I confess like Washington, Chicago does not excite me. I actually feel kind of bad for Al Michaels. He has witnessed almost no offense in the last two weeks. It just brutal games. Um, and I mean, he came back for this. I know he got, he's got a fat paycheck, you know, play the violin for Al, Al Michaels, but he, these are just ugly games. Yes, they've been ugly games, but I'll tell you the one person I don't feel bad for is Al Michaels. What's because, 
Oh, I don't care about his salary. I'm sure it's an obscene amount of money, but I, I've been on this hill for a long time. That's saying nobody tunes in to sporting events for the broadcast team. I, I don't Fair. care. Like you're I, I, Tom Brady, Tony Romo, whoever, Mike Breen. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's a good game. I'm going to watch. It doesn't matter. But getting a bad football game, in this case, two straight weeks of bad football games, and then Al Michaels doing nothing to make it entertaining, it's like, bro, what are we paying you for then? He does feel bored, right? He just comments about how boring the game is. It's like, well, thanks, bro. We, we know that. Can, can you do something to make it like a little spicy, a little bit? Like, Kirk Herbstreit's done college football forever for ESPN, and not every college game's a winner. Not not everyone, especially when you get into like SEC games or in the playoff games, a lot of those playoff games have been blowouts. And I've never once came away thinking like, you know what? Kirk Herbstreit seems bored out there <laughs> with Alabama up 20 to 3, whatever it is, against Cincinnati, whatever the score. I don't know. Like Al Michaels is doing a horrible job at, at keeping us engaged with what we're seeing on the field. I know that it's a bad game, but anybody can see it's a bad game. So got a little bit more than that, Al Michaels. You get paid too much for that. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I, I should not be sorry for Al Michaels. I, I don't know if he's been a guest on this show. Uh, I think no. I had him on the Saturday radio show back in the day. Uh, yeah, we had Bob Costas on here. But, we did uh, have Bob of, Costas. Speaking of Costas, MLB, Yankees Guardians rained out last night. This is weird, Rob. They will now play because they should have played on Wednesday night, but there was a TV conflict. I don't know. They will now play Friday, Saturday Sunday, Monday, Yankees, Guardians, assuming it goes that far, with travel in between. That's a, I mean, that's going to be kind of rough. And I'm sure uh, whoever, whichever network has the American League will not be happy if the Yankees somehow do not get by the Guardians because let's just say there's a big, big, big ratings number and advertising um, tied to Yankees, Guardians. It, you know, if, if the ratings are way, way down and you don't deliver, for the advertisers, you got to do make dues, um, and plus the MLB postseason. Everybody wants Yankees, Dodgers, except for Padres fans and Astros fans. But um, I'm a little worried about the Yanks heading into this weekend. By the way, this weekend, Rob, it's crazy good. Also, college football. I think there's four matchups of undefeated top 25 teams, and I know I went in on on Bryce Young possibly not playing. I was told late Thursday night, Bryce Young is going to announce, or um, at least his family's telling people, he will play in the Tennessee game. So Bryce Young expected to play. Uh, apparently, he wants to put it on Tennessee because he's he's here in Hendon Hooker, might make a run at the high spin. Um, listen, Bryce Young is a weird NFL situation. I'm doing a, uh, the mock draft for Fox Sports, uh, and it's coming out in about two weeks. And I don't know, how do you handle Bryce Young, Rob? He's small, right? So he's like two a size. Uh, he's got an injury. Oh, he's and smaller in the NFL, than Tua. He's smaller than Tua. He's smaller than Tua. Can you take him in the top five? I, I mean, I know he's good, but can you take him that high? I, You'd have to be extremely creative offensively to hide him. And you'd have to have an owner who was willing to let him take his lumps, so to speak, because his, 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 his learning curve is going to be so much higher than you'd expect a guy of his pedigree to be because he's so small. He's tiny and nothing against small guys. I mean, listen, there's small no, quarterbacks, right? And, and Kyler Murray, very, very, well, very well, good. See, but here's the thing. I've met Kyler Murray a few times at, the, at radio row and Super Bowl, 
And Kyler Murray is short. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm short and he's still taller than me. But he's not small. He's got big hands. His forearms are kind of thick. He's got big legs. Bryce Young, because he's he played high school ball here out in Southern California, and obviously he's put on some weight since then, but not only is he short, he's like 5'10", 5'11", relative, you know, for NFL standards, he's very thin. Yeah, he's he, wiry he doesn't, almost. He doesn't have that Russell Wilson, even two is a little bit bulkier than than you'd expect for a smaller quarterback. Bryce Young is tiny. Just a weird, weird handicap for next year's draft. CJ Stroud, obviously strapping six foot three. Will Levis, the kid out of Kentucky, he's a big boy. Uh, great college football weekend. Um, I don't, I don't really have much else to say about Washington, Chicago. Rob, either do you, or should we just get on to? Well, we do have a great guest coming up here, Joe Osborne. Uh, I've known him for a little while, followed him on social media, and you know he's like an up and coming gambler. So um, interesting take on some of the games this weekend. He does some good stuff. I think you guys will like it. But, um, Rob, are we done with Chicago-Washington? Can we just move on from that train wreck? Let's do it. Okay, okay. So, a couple questions for you. Because we haven't really yet. Rob and I have not had a chance to talk much in the last, like, seven or eight days. He had that big-time trip to Hawaii. That's right. uh, With the family, you know. uh, And his Raiders are really taking their lumps. (laughs) I want to just quickly start Josh McDaniels. Oh, gosh. Okay. What is your, like, is there a chance he's one and done with the Raiders or no? Are they all in on him? Uh, if I was running him, there's a chance he'd be one and done. Hmm. There, there's been nothing about Josh McDaniels and the Josh McDaniels experience that would give me any kind of confidence if I'm a Raiders fan. Well, I am a Raiders fan, but if I'm running the Raiders, he has shown throughout his career that he is not cut out to be an NFL head coach. I'm sure he's a fine coordinator. You know, he did a good job in New England, but I believe since he started out 6-0 and in Denver, he's 6-21 and since then. Oof. Like, do you know how bad you have to be to, to be six and 21 and then to find ways to lose that they've been losing it during this, you know, one and four stretch. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was watching a podcast with Von Miller and Stefan Diggs and they actually talked about um, the Monday night game against the Kansas city chiefs and the last play of the game. And when Devonte Adams and Hunter Renfrew ran into each other and, and <laughs> Stefan Diggs is like, yeah, that was clearly, one of the guys did the wrong thing. So either Devontae Adams was to release on the outside so they don't run into each other, or uh, um, Hunter Renfro ran the wrong route. And it's like Hunter Renfro before this season was talked about as the best slot receiver in football. Yeah. Darren Waller was viewed as a top three or four tight end in the NFL. Devontae Adams was viewed as the number one wide receiver, arguably, but pretty much the consensus was he was the best one. Um, and they, now they're so clumsy. They're running into each other. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, did they forget how to play football all of a sudden? That's what, that's what I don't understand about how you can get a team with this kind of talent and underperform as much as they had that. That's all a head coach. Well, also the, the close games, like blowing two 17 point leads in the first five weeks of the season, the catastrophe against, um, the Tennessee Titans, I don't know, man. He's just been all over the place. I haven't been overly impressed. Uh, who do the Raiders have this weekend? Are they off? They are on a bye, thank God. Bye week. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. good After off the uh, Monday night. By the uh, way, shout out to a uh, uh, friend of the show, Jim Trotter, who's been on this pod before. He he said on Twitter that they're going to win their next six straight, the Raiders. Six? Yeah. He said they're going to come back at some point, be seven and four, I think, when they face the Chargers next. 
I want whatever Jim Trotter smoking. Six I love straight. I, Jim, I know, Trotter is a West Coast guy. That's he lives in San Diego. A little yeah. ambitious. Hold up. Let's see. Texans is winnable. Okay. Saints. We don't know their health situation. Uh, Jags. I don't know. Jags are feisty. Uh, Colts winnable. Broncos. Ew. Seahawks. Uh, maybe he's got a point. I hope so. Games. I really hope so. You know, Rob, it's weird. The parity in this league is obscene right now. I, I, fe- I think I saw the number, the stat, 20 teams in the league are two and three or three and two. And it's like, there's nobody separating themselves except for Buffalo and KC, really. I mean, I know the Eagles are five and oh, but we'll see. Um, and, and like the Packers have come back a little bit. Um, who else was supposed to be good? The Broncos or nothing. Um, Chargers have come back a little bit. Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, Rams. I mean, yep. the Rams are a disaster. Um, so we'll I can't talk wait. About I can't wait games. for Bills Chiefs. Yeah, I that's that's going to be that a good game. one. Uh, I'm I'm more excited for Jets Packers. Of course um, you are. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, <laughs> first of all, let me just confirm Jets Packers. Okay, that is an early game. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't up against um, Bills Chiefs because, you know, that that's the game that's going to hog all the uh, all the minutes in the afternoon. Only three games in the late window. Carolina Rams, probably unwatchable. Arizona, Seattle could be interesting from an offensive perspective. Buffalo, KC, maybe the best game of the season so far. And then Sunday Night Football, Dallas uh, Eagles. By the way, Rob, did you, did you see that the Phillies could play game five Sunday? If you're a Philadelphia sports fan, you might have Game 5 of the Phillies and Cowboys at night. Now, the Phillies game would be in Atlanta, but Cowboys at night, that's an, a pretty epic October for a Philadelphia sports fan, like an October Sunday. Now, if you are the bozo who is getting married on Sunday in Philadelphia, you know, you chose poorly. By the way, Rob, now that I brought up marriage, <laughs> um, when did you you and your wife get married? June. Yeah, good time, you know, uh, mm-hmm. summer doesn't coincide with with football. Um, we got married in April. Okay. Which I had to, we had to push it back after March Madness. Obviously, it's, it's <laughs> mass, massively important. Right. Um. But you know, I I don't understand people who have get married in the fall. It's just crazy to me. Now again, I didn't feel this way fifteen years ago, maybe twenty years ago, but I definitely do now. But then again, at at my age now, being beyond like thirty, <laughs> um, what we I've been to a wedding in forever. Are you going to a lot of weddings these days? Uh, not recently, not that I can recall. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say that that my brother who listens to this pod every day. Oh, nice. You know, we're diehard UCLA fans in Ooh. this in this family, and um, he preferred to get married in the dead ass of August sweat, Ooh. you know, time of the year. Then get married on a Saturday in September, specifically because of UCLA football and football season in general. Is he geeked about uh, the Bruins? No, jacked. We're 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 uh, we're trying to figure out if we're going to go to the SC UCLA game. They they have a, they're on a bye this week, right? No, they get Oregon. Oh, Oregon this or- Saturday in Oregon, yes, sir. Oh my goodness! After last week's Utah game, mm-hmm. oh, that is a tall order. What's the line on that? Oh, I haven't uh, looked I'll recently. Check. Oh my goodness! But I do a, know I thought, that or- for some reason I thought they were on a buy. No, and then I do know that Oregon is going to be wearing their pink uh, numbers and pink wings on their helmets this this weekend. 
No, dude, they are on a bye. You know how I know so, this? So it was Chip, the following week? Yeah. Is that what you're week. saying? Okay. So Chip Kelly was on the herd this week. Ah. And I remember him saying they were on a bye, and I was like, wait a minute, what? Okay. So that's okay. actually huge for them. After the Utah game, Utah plays a physical brand of football. They get a bye before Oregon. That's really good. You're right. Um, you're right. USC, Utah this weekend. I mean, there's a chance USC and UCLA are undefeated. There is. When they meet. Where's that game, by the way? That's at the Rose Bowl. Hmm. No, it's not really a home field advantage no matter no, where they play because it's, it's, it's all it's also, it's also kind of a dump. The Rose Bowl? Yeah. Wait, oh no, I'm thinking the Coliseum. Yeah, My no, bad. The, been, the Rose Bowl so is the beautiful. Rams, yeah, the Rams had to play. I'm sorry, I apologize to Rose Bowl fans. Uh, the, the Rams had to play a couple games at the Coliseum and I went there for some reason. I thought USC played at the Coliseum. USC do, does play at the Coliseum, yeah. But this game is at the Rose Bowl because it's a massive rivalry game. No, no, no. They alternate every year. Yeah. Okay. And and then what they used to do way back in the day, I think when both teams played at the Coliseum, like in the 80s or even before that, they used to paint one uh, end zone UCLA colors and one end zone USC colors. So that mm. was kind of cool that you would get that, yeah. you know. I, I, I got Either way, I saw, I saw several high-profile college football analysts and writers. I don't remember exactly who it was off the top of my head, but there was a couple of them. UCLA dark horse college football playoff team. Wait, wait, they're saying that now or in they're the preseason? They're saying that they now. Huh. Well, it's uh, so I mean, it's weird because if Alabama finds a way to lose to Tennessee and I don't think they will with Bryce Young back. I still think Alabama meets Georgia in in the um SEC championship game, right? Mhm. Uh, okay. So those two are going to get in. There's no way those two are Right. Gonna get in. Ohio State or Michigan, unless Michigan falls apart and loses to Penn State. I did see there's some sharp money on Penn State, but I don't think they're going into the big house and winning. It is in uh, Michigan, and I don't see Jim Harbaugh blowing this. By the way, I bet the first half under in Michigan-Penn State. I I know Rob always chuckles. First half under, not a degenerate special, but veteran quarterbacks, experienced coaches— huge high level game nobody wants to make a mistake they'll play tight I think it'll open up in the second half uh, I'll take Michigan but Michigan or Ohio State's going to the playoff not both Michigan right. hasn't beaten anybody and then there's one other team is it Clemson is it USC UCLA well not be Utah obviously nobody from the Big 12 I think Oklahoma State may go down this weekend um, but yeah I guess Dark Horse is good but I can't wait for the 18 playoff because I can't. I, I would love this year to see UCLA with Chip Kelly, creative ass Chip Kelly, getting a couple weeks to prepare for Nick Saban or Kirby Smart. Like UCLA probably would get smashed. Yeah, but, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see UCLA. Oh, okay, fine. Georgia. Let's say they match up with Clemson or something. I would like to see Let's UCLA say, like Ohio beatable. State, something like that. Yeah, I'm telling you, this you, Chip Kelly's in his bag lately, man. I, I loved his play calling against Washington and Utah. I was impressed. Um, at any rate, uh, do you have, are you in Survivor still, Rob, for NFL? I'm not doing Survivor this year. I don't understand that. Survivor's so fun. I'm in two leagues, and I think I'm going to do a first this season, and this has cost me in the past. I don't love any game, but I think because the spread is 10, I have to go Rams in both of my leagues, and I don't think I'm going to take Rams again. This is the week to take them. If Matt Stafford and McVay lose to Carolina at home, Carolina's interim coach is the, the guy who got 
dusted in Arizona after a year with Josh Rosen, and the quarterback is P.J. Tucker. If the Rams lose that game, I mean, they'll fall to two and four. P.J. PJ Tucker plays for the Sixers. I'm sorry, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker. Imagine if it was P.J. Tucker out there. That'd be it great. might as well be P.J. Walker out there. <laughs> P.J. Tucker out there, dude. Come on. Um, if they happen to lose that game, and I pick them in both my survivors, I, I will not let the Rams live that down. I'll probably have a vendetta against them the rest of the season. I don't know how you feel confident with the Rams right now. Well, that's the problem. I mean, There's even really in that no... spot, I wouldn't feel confident with the so Rams. The other, uh, okay, here's the other options, Rob. Are you ready? Yep. Tampa Bay, favored by eight in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's okay. off a 35-point loss. Teams historically that come off 35-point losses the next week are like 67% against the spread. Like, that's way too dangerous a spot for me. Um, the other big spreads, Green Bay against my Jets. I don't have a lot of faith in Green Bay right now. A no. lot of people in the contest uh, in, in Survivor had them last week against the Giants. They're bounced. They're done. I ain't taking Baltimore against the Giants on the road and Wink Martindale who knows everything about Lamar Jackson. I don't know about that. San Fran back-to-back road games, staying on the East Coast. I think they win, but Atlanta's frisky, and half of San Francisco's team is hurt. Like, this is a tough week. Philadelphia is the other one, but their schedule's so easy, you kind of want to save them, and I did right. use them in one league. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a rough one. Yeah, um, I, I see your point. I, I wouldn't feel good about any of those. I guess if I had to pick one, though, I would pick Tampa. But to your point, I don't know if you've already used them. You, it seems like their schedule is going to get even easier down the road. Yeah. They're going to get. I think they get Carolina twice still. Carolina so, twice. Yep. Yeah. So I think you might maybe maybe you have the right idea here going with the Rams. All right. Before we get to our guest and, and break down Week Six in the NFL, Rob, NBA season starts Tuesday. Just curious on your interest level in the league, the association. We. I don't think you and I have discussed the Draymond situation. Um, not on the pod. No, where yeah, are not. you on the Lakers heading into the season? The Russell Westbrook stuff kind of bubbled up yesterday. It's sort of starting to die down, but I'm just curious overall overarching thoughts on the NBA real quick. Um, I won't be really watching it like that with the close of an eye until Christmas. That's just, you know. Yeah, but you watch opening week. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch I'll watch the and game. And you watch Lakers. Right, but I won't be as in tune as I am after Christmas just because it's so much football at this point in the year. So um, for the Lakers, I, I don't expect Russell Westbrook to finish the season with the Lakers, obviously. And I think the Lakers are comfortably a playoff team. I, I don't I don't know where this idea comes. That comfortably? Be, yeah, All right, give, I, me your eight, give me your eight in the West. Well, it's better to do six because the play-in kind of changes everything, right? No, so, eight and then the two play-in. Okay. I have to give it to you in order, or can I just tell you that I think the Lakers are easily in the top six? Okay, fine. Give me give me the six. You don't have to be in order. Okay. Um, no order. Clippers, Warriors, um, Nuggets, Lakers, <laughs> Grizzlies. And it's a toss-up between the last one, between the Mavs and the Suns. I'm going to lean Suns. Wow. Mavs dusted the Suns. Add the kid Christian Wood, who I like a lot. Looks like Mm -hmm. he's coming off the bench. Pelicans with Zion? I I don't think that they're definitely a playoff team, no. What? And then the Minnesota Timberwolves, who add the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert. I'd like to see... Cat defend really? power forwards before I get too excited about that. Oh my gosh, I'm stunned. Um, 
Like, do you realize what, I mean, we realize, we watch Lakers every night, but how many things went wrong for them last season and they were still like in the mix until the last week and a half of the year? Like LeBron and AD missed more than half the season and seven or eight guys that were on their roster aren't even in the league anymore. Did they get better? Absolutely. How? Because seven or eight of their guys aren't even in the league anymore. They have actual NBA players now. Who? Lonnie Walker? He's an NBA player. He's on a team. Kent Bazemore is not on a team anymore. Yeah, I saw he just got cut. Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, all these guys that they were counting on for big minutes aren't even in the league. So, yes. Um, I'm surprised. No Pelicans, no Timberwolves. I'm just going to point this out, Robin. I'm going to let it lie there. Sacramento Kings. I've been hyping them since the draft because I love me some Keegan Murray. So far, undefeated in the preseason with a point differential of plus 21, which is the best in the NBA. Do you remember last year we had Preston the Gambler on? He said what the Chicago Bulls had done in the preseason, crushing teams, historically had been a precursor to a big year. And the Bulls, for most of the season, were a top five team in the, in the East, right? They were number one for a, a good like third of the season, yeah. I don't think the Kings are going to be one, but I am saying this with some certainty. They will be top eight Ooh. in the West. I think okay. the Phoenix Suns are headed for a big downfall. Um, and somebody else is going to be headed for a downfall. I don't know who well, it is. Well, we yet. don't got time but to really litigate this. We've got a couple days. Yeah, because I know we got the internet uh, the interview coming up right now. Yes. But um, I was listening to the Brian Windhorst pod last week, also a friend of the show. He's been on here a couple of times. And he did a whole thing about Victor Wembanyama and has, and his huge two games that he had here in, in, over the States, you know, against yeah. Scoot Henderson and the big game and everything like that. He brought up a good point that said he, he believes you're going to see, obviously you have teams like Oklahoma and, and Orlando that are tanking, right? That's, that's clear. He said, keep an eye out though on those teams who say now they want to win come January and they're six, seven games back. Watch how funky the, 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 the tanking becomes. And he didn't, uh, his co-host, I think, brought up the Kings as a team and, like, the Pacers. So just look at those teams, and and maybe New Orleans is one of those teams. Maybe they get some injuries because Zions can never stay, uh, stay healthy. Um, but just keep an eye on that. A team that you would think is trying to win this season, maybe it's Portland. They're in that 8-9 spot. Maybe they start, you know, resting guys because Wembenyama is the— Generational. What, the, yeah, the, the best prospect, what, since LeBron? Um, I, I thought Luca was pretty damn good, but Webanyama no, looks not, like he was created in a yeah, lab. I mean, Luca did not have this level of of upside that people were drooling over. They didn't. They didn't, they didn't realize till he got here how great he could be. Like they they know now this guy is. I mean, he shoots it like Kevin Durant, and he and he defends like Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Okay, Blake Griffin. No. no, not even close. Yeah, he's probably the best prospect since LeBron. That's a good point. Yeah, but um, yeah, so he's way All right, let's there. get to our guest, Rob, talking Week 6 NFL with Joe Osborne from Vegas Insider. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? 
Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a new guest. He's never appeared on the podcast before. He, uh, I was with him at Odd Shark, I think, for like five minutes, like, I don't know, six or seven years ago. And now he is at Vegas Insider. He does a show called Chasing That Paper. Joe Osborne. Joe, how you doing, man? My man, Jason. I am pumped to be on with you. Uh, I've been a fan of your work for a while. We've interacted quite a bit on social media. Um, I'm often aligned with you on a lot of your takes, except for... Oh, geez. you gave my Toronto Raptors a really hard time yes. when they won the NBA oh. championship. I vividly remember that. You're a Warriors fan, I take it. I mean, I, I'm a Knicks fan, but I okay. like the Warriors and Curry. 
And yes, I went after the Raptors hard, and um, <laughs> I, I think I'm banned from like several restaurants in Toronto. I mean, people are okay. very, okay, very get upset. That bad. Um, but I got to say, so you're based in Canada, I am. and we're, we're doing this over Zoom, and I see a Dolphins hat Oof. and a Dolphins helmet. The, I'll give this. It's the old Dolphins helmet, the cool one from like 1986 or yeah. whatever. Um, how the hell does that happen? Dude, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, usually when you're a little kid, you will hop on a bandwagon or yeah. you'll pick your dad's favorite team. So when I was coming up, the Blue Jays won back-to-back World Series and they happened mm. to be the lone Canadian baseball team. Um, well, the Expos were still playing then. So that was an easy team to jump on. I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan in hockey. You know, they went back-to-back Stanley Cups with Mario Lemieux back yeah. in the day. And... Uh, I don't know how I got to this point with the Miami <laughs> Dolphins, man. Like, I think it was, I was reading like Sports Illustrated for kids and Dan Marino and the whole Ace Ventura pet detective. But if, if I could have went back, I, I had the opportunity in high school when it's acceptable to, you know, change your favorite team. I could have jumped on uh, the Patriots dynasty then. And where I'm at in Nova Scotia, we're not too far from like New England and the the border in Maine. So you have a lot of Patriots fans up here. But uh, I didn't take that opportunity. I'm not I don't necessarily regret it. But uh, life as a Dolphins fan, Jason, is not easy. That three weeks, weeks one through three to start the season, that was uh, probably the best period I've had as a Dolphins fan. But I bet. uh, the wheels haven't completely fallen off yet. You know, we're still one game above 500. Easy schedule coming up, but uh, it's teetering. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, hey, it's so not I had pretty. to. I had to look up Nova Scotia on a map. I feel like I I might have gone there as a kid because we used to go to Canada sometimes. Yeah. Um, because my mom had some family and friends over there. Um, Nova Scotia. Are you close to wherever Adam Chernoff is? Because he's been a guest on here a couple times. Um, um I think and he... I know he's a big gambler. He works for uh, Covers, and yep. Covers is a, a five-minute drive from my house. Wow. Yet oh, I, you guys and I work for Vegas Insider, which is uh, down in Florida. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to bring on Joe because, you know, I've, I've followed him on social media for a while. He does a bunch of stuff, fires on a lot of games. And we got week six here, and it's weird, yes. Joe. I love the week five card. It, it was a good week. I don't like this this week at all. Here I am. We're recording this Thursday afternoon, and I'm like, I think I maybe like two games. I, I don't. It's a, it's a strange week. I, uh, let's start with the biggest game. Yes. Um. Before we get to games, you you love or are fired on, but Chiefs Bills. I feel like anybody who's talking about this game is saying the Bills are the side. The Bills are the side. What are you seeing? Uh, how do you handicap this one? Um, I like the Bills. Um, I don't love the Bills. I, I like the Bills. I don't like betting against Patrick Mahomes as an underdog at home. But, you know, you kind of dig into everything. Uh, statistically, the Bills are the better team. You know, they have the edge in net yards per play. They've been better on third down in the red zone. They're allowing a lot less pressure, uh, allowing Josh Allen to succeed. But kind of taking the stats out of it, Jason, uh, this Bills team has a lot of F you in them. Now, we talk about the uh, the revenge game factor in sports betting quite a bit, and a lot of the times that can be pretty silly, but I think there's something to it here for the Bills. So it was on full display last season versus the New England Patriots. As you recall, that win game in Buffalo, New England went in, and they kind of embarrassed Buffalo, and Buffalo yeah. responded to that by absolutely obliterating them in the playoffs, winning 47-17. 
Uh, we saw a bit of the FU in week one of this season. They embarrassed the Rams after having uh, the entire offseason to stew over that uh, that loss versus Kansas City in the playoffs. We saw it in week two of the season, too, versus the Tennessee Titans, who had their number. They beat them the t- previous two seasons. How did the Bills respond to that? They beat them 41-7. to Now, they're on a bit of a revenge tour, if you will. And uh, at the top of the mountain is, you know, the team that beat them in the playoffs. We all know the story, the coin toss and overtime. They changed the rule. And uh, I think the Bills are just a little bit better. You know, it is the highest total of the week. I wouldn't be surprised to see this go over. But this could be one of those games where they're just zipping up and down the field, each taking turns scoring. Mm -hmm. And a major concern for Kansas City, you know, people don't often handicap special teams, but is their, their kicking game. Harrison Buckner could be out oh. once again. I guess he returned to practice, but uh, but it, they've been a disaster on special yeah. teams so far this season, and that could be the difference. But the spread this small, it's at three some at some places, two and a half at others. Uh, it could be a difference of someone missing a, a kick, a forty yard yeah. kick that they, they should chip in. So yeah, I would go. Like I said, I I like the Bills, but but I don't love them. Yeah, I took the over, but, you know, I'm in this contest where I really think I have a shot to win $3.9 million or whatever it is. Uh, three and two last week. I'm in okay shape, but I, I just, this is a game I can't take unless I want to go contrary, and I feel like everybody takes the bills. I'll just go KC and hope to gain a game. But I want to go back to something, Joe. You mentioned net yards per play. So it's interesting. For whatever reason, I haven't really looked at net yards per play. Bills are one, but two is Miami, three is Seattle, and I'm like, where the hell are the Eagles? The Eagles are 15th in net yards per play. What are we to make of that stat this early? O- only five games in. I mean, Washington is 14. Um, the Lions are top 10. Uh, wh- what, do, what do you make of net yards per play this early in the season? Well, you know, we're still working off of a relatively small sample size, right? Yeah. And we're going to get into teams like uh, the Eagles. We're going to talk about that game. You know, they haven't really played great competition so I like I like using net yards per play. I do think, you know, once we get a few more games in, it's a pretty good measure of how a team is at, you know, getting the ball up and down the field and stopping the opponent at getting the ball up and down the field. You know, it kind of takes uh, a lot of the luck out of it. You know, the missed field goals and mistakes on special teams, the sloppy turnovers and stuff like that. So I think that's a pretty good measure of how a team truly is now if you can align that with you know a good number on the spread uh you know i think it's a great stat to look at not the only stat to look at but uh, something i love to look at for sure yeah i am with you on that i it's just so early and that's why some of these numbers even football outsiders i don't know how often you go there for dvoa so they have the colts at 32 okay they have jacksonville at 7 and correct me if i'm wrong but the colts are favored this weekend and i'm colts like are favored that's is that right make, or no? Uh, the Colts are favored, yeah. And the, the, the Colts, you know, this is one of these situations in hindsight. Like, a lot of people looked at them, uh, you know, a lot of people were, were quite high on the Colts. I saw people picking them to get to the Super Bowl, everyone taking the over on their over a win, over a win total. Yeah. They do play in quite a weak division. But in hindsight, there's not a whole lot special about that team. Jonathan Taylor is a great running back. You know, they're average in a lot of areas, not a whole lot of standout talent. On the team, so I'm I'm kind of surprised they've been this bad, but uh, not shocked at all that they're underperforming. 
Yeah, it's just weird to me, and not not that anybody really cares about Colts, Jags. The Jags, for whatever reason, own the Colts. In that division, it's strange. I, I know nobody really cares because these teams stink, but like Houston owns Jacksonville, yeah. right? Jacksonville dominates the Colts all the time. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, I think they they were the ones who kept the Colts out of the playoffs last year. Remember the final game against yeah. Carson Wentz? They're underdogs here, but they're they're seventh in DVOA. That's why some of these early season numbers, Joe, are throwing me off. And I'll take another game that I'm kind of rattled on is Bengals-Saints. So I was on the Saints last week. I did end up feeling a little bit fortunate to get the cover. Um, I, I thought it was a good read. I don't like Seattle at all. But wait a minute. The Bengals are favored on the road? This is a Bengals team that has a win over, um, I think they beat my Jets with Joe Flacco at quarterback, and they have one other nondescript win. Like, how are they favored on the road? Yeah, I, I like the Saints quite a bit here. I like oh. them on a teaser as well, getting them all the way up to plus eight at home. Like, I think the wrong team is, is favored here. And I'm seeing it reported at a, a number of outlets. I'm not a big fade the public guy or really right. factoring in, uh, you know, public public betting numbers into my betting. But a, a couple of different outlets are reporting that the Saints are the most publicly bet team by a wide margin wow. this week. Now, where and are you I, seeing that? Where, where are you seeing that? Uh, DraftKings posted it in the Action Network uh, shared okay. that as well. Right. So I, I don't totally understand that. You look at Cincinnati, so not not net yards per play, but yards per play. So just on the offensive side of the ball, they are shockingly 31st in the NFL this season, whereas uh, the Saints uh, coming in at fifth. They finally had a breakout game offensively uh, against Seattle yeah, last week. <laughs> but this New Orleans uh, defense is tough. They're not going to make it easy on Joe Burrow. So take a look at some of these stats for the Saints. They're second on both third down and in the red zone. And they're starting to get to the quarterback. Nine sacks over their last three games. Meanwhile, kind of flying under the radar a little bit. But uh, Joe Burrow is not having a good season, Jason. Yeah. Uh, he's getting a pass for some reason, but he's outside the top 10 in completion percentage yards per pass attempt quarterback rating. And Dallas is the only good defense he has faced this season. So I think that they, you know, maybe sure. They got a little lucky and got to the super bowl last year. That happens, but they're really crashing back down the earth. Uh, Zach Taylor's not a good head coach. And uh, yeah, I like the saints. Uh, you know, they got some momentum going against the Seahawks there last week. So, I love the Saints as a small dog there at home. So we had a guy from Vegas Insider on recently, Patrick Everson, who also yeah. uh, looks a lot at the handle and bets. I am just curious, what are you seeing any other massive discrepancies in that? It, it's something I don't always look at, but, you know, uh, again, the 80-20 rule obviously applies. Are you, what are the other big discrepancies you're seeing this week in, in, the, in the handle versus bets? Well, the other one is... One I agree with, I'd be on the, the side of the public on this one, is uh, the Bucks, uh, minus, uh, it's minus eight, minus eight and a half uh, mm. uh, against the Steelers. And I agree with it. How, how can you not take the, uh, the Bucks here? You know, I, I think this game has breakout potential for Tampa Bay, uh, Jason. You know, a little underwhelming to start the season. I think that's fair to say for Tampa Bay. They got some pretty good excuses here. They've been beat up quite a bit, and they played a pretty tough schedule so far. And that game versus Atlanta last week, it was uh, not as close as the final score indicated. And this this is an enormous mismatch. The mismatch of the week is the Steelers' offense up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense. The Pittsburgh offense is pathetic. 15.4 points per game, 30th in yards per play. They can't run it. They can't pass it. 
Now they're playing a box D that's allowed 15 or fewer points in four or five games so far this season. So, you know, the Bucs haven't really played up to, uh, you know, what people, the Super Bowl contender yeah. that they were made out to be coming into the season. But I think, you know, they might start to change the narrative this week. And I don't think the betting market in the football world has fully caught up to the idea that this Steelers team is one of the worst teams in the <laughs> NFL. They're bad, yeah. And, you know, we saw what happened. They allowed like 10 yards per play versus the Bills last week. I know it's the Bills and they're fantastic. But that was bad. Yeah. So uh, the Steelers might get to a point uh, of their season where, I, you know, I don't know if they have too much pride to intentionally tank. That's, but it, I, it might I be floated that last week. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's a terrible idea. I mean, let's see what Pickett has. Uh, let's not force TJ Watt back quickly. I, I think that makes sense for Pittsburgh. It's just a weird one. I was on Tampa last week against the Falcons. I, I'm barely watching the game because it's 21 nothing in the fourth quarter. I'm like, oh, we're good. We're good. And next thing I know, they just let the Falcons get back in. I go, I go to the play-by-play, and Tampa's doing three and outs. And, yeah. and now I look at the injury report. The I, I feel like the injury report this season in the league has been just crazy. I mean, all the Tampa offensive guys are hurt again. Julio, Godwin, like, when are they ever going to get right? It's it's a big number to lay on the road for, for a team that's just offensively challenged, no? Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, at the same point, the, the Steelers defense hasn't been good either. I mean, people yeah. are kind of uh, Steelers often get by on reputation. You know, they're perennial playoff. They, they were in the playoffs, what, eight of the last 10 seasons. Uh, so they do get that respect just because of the reputation of the past. But uh, this team, like the wheels are falling off here. Yeah. And hey, I think like like a team like them. And Seattle's actually overperformed, but I think that's okay if a team like the Steelers or the Seahawks kind of want to take a season off a little bit. And uh, the Seahawks, with all that draft capital now, and can kind of rebuild yeah. through the draft a little bit. But uh, but yeah, it is a big number. But like I said, I think it has breakout potential here for Tampa Bay. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. 
Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Can I ask about your Dolphins and the Vikings? That was a game I bet earlier this week, Vikings 3, but now it's 3.5. I see some 4s, and I, I don't love it as much at that number. Is this something you're interested in, backing your Dolphins and third third stringer? Skylar Thompson, who was just abused by my Jets. I think they hit him 15 times, and he was just battered. Um, it, would you back Miami here? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily like the Vikings very much either. Like The Vikings play in a lot of very close games. They're 4-1 straight up, but 1-4 against spread, yeah. right? So they have a hard time pulling away no matter uh, what type of competition they're playing. We saw it versus uh, the Chicago Bears. Last week in Miami, it does tend to be a, a, a real home field advantage. They're one of the better bets uh, over the past couple seasons on their home field. But about that game, that is absolutely my favorite total of the week, the over on 45 over. and a half. So obviously we have, uh, yeah, they're down to the third string quarterback, but they still got Hill and Waddle there. And Skyler Thompson, he by no means was good last week versus the Jets, but he wasn't awful. You know, he gets thrown into the game, one play into the game. Now he's going to have a, a full week of practice. You know, this is a guy who was getting a, a little bit of buzz in the Dolphins community. And I know it's a preseason, but he uh, oh, hit up some on. good. Well, I'm just saying I'm, the potential <laughs> might be there, but listen to me wide. Like, he, did, he wasn't good versus the Jets, right? But these defenses are absolutely horrible. This is why I like this bet the most. 26th mm. and 29th in yards per play allowed. They're 29th and 30th and yards per pass attempt allowed. So don't be surprised to see a bit, lot of big chunk plays in this game. They're both awful in the red zone, neither generating uh, much pressure against the opposing quarterback. So and they're passing at the sixth and seventh highest percentage. So what's that do? It's either stopping the clock on incompletions or you're getting big chunks of yards, right? Hmm. So I think that's a pretty modest number there. So yeah, I like the over 45 and a half. Quite a bit, but like I said, man, uh, us, us Dolphins fans can't have nice things. Uh, three separate investigations into this team over the past Yeah, year, not so. good. So uh, do, let me ask you, Joe, so you like the over here. So uh, the Vikings indoors uh, look awesome. Justin yeah. Jefferson, Cook, yeah, they're explosive. 
you take them outdoors, and I just remember that Philadelphia game. I know it was at night, but they look just plodding and slow and just not nearly as fun as they do indoors. Uh, does that scare you at all? I'm not really. Not against okay. this Dolphins defense. Uh, it would be different if, if they were playing cold weather or, you know, the, the whole primetime Kirk Cousins thing came back to haunt him in that game versus – the Eagles, but they had their opportunities in that game. I think he threw two interceptions in the red zone. Like it was just abysmal the effort he had in that game. But yeah, we're seeing Miami get beat by a lot of big plays. And uh same things with the Vikings defense isn't good either. So I see these teams kind of zipping up and down the field. Uh and uh Skylar Thompson, preseason numbers. <laughs> I know you got to take that against with, guys who are working at like Home Depot now. Yeah, you, you got to take that with a grain of salt, but maybe there's some potential there, right? Against a bad defense at home. That's fair. Um, all right, so a couple more games. I got to ask you, Jets Packers. As a Dolphins fan, you must hate my Jets, but um, I don't know. It's seven and a half. It, it was appetizing. I see sevens. The Aaron Rodgers thumb issue. Packers seem to be one of the most underwhelming teams so far through five weeks, given preseason expectations. Where are you on this one? Yeah, I didn't like the Packers at all coming into the season. I think Aaron Rodgers oh. made a gigantic mistake coming into uh, going back to Green Bay. I thought, you know, after all that drama, uh, you know, I thought he should have went with a fresh start to close out his career. But uh, that's not what happened. Devontae Adams not back. They uh, did an awful job replacing him. And that defense of theirs uh, looks like they're pretty overrated. Like a lot of Packers fans were kind of excusing the uh, Devontae Adams trade by saying, yeah, well, we got one of the top defenses in the NFL. I don't know about that, right, from what we've seen so far this season. But one thing I can't really get away from is uh, this team has been fantastic at making adjustments and bouncing back under Matt LaFleur. So probably the trend of the week here. So in the regular season under Matt LaFleur, the Packers are 9-0 straight up and against the spread after a loss with eight of those nine wins coming by double digits. Now you take wait, a look wait, at... Wait, hold on. Regular season, LaFleur after a loss, 9-0 straight up, 9-0 against the spread. Yeah, with eight of okay. those wins coming by double digits. Now you take a look at Aaron Rodgers in those games, 24 touchdowns to zero interceptions. Now you can kind of counter that by saying, well, Joe, they're not the same team. And yeah, that that's fair. But, you know, we see this pattern from this team. And I think maybe a good time to get in on the Packers if you can get them at seven. I don't necessarily like that hook and seven and a half, but everyone's turning on them. Meanwhile, the Jets have a little bit of buzz coming into this game. And I find it kind of odd to see the Jets at seven here, whereas the Patriots were just two weeks ago, they were nine and a half at Lambeau Field. Are we saying that the, the Jets? I know this isn't exactly how it works, but I don't think the Jets are two and a half points better, even with Zappy at quarterback. I think that was with Hoyer, right, as a starter? Hoyer, yeah, with Hoyer, yeah. That's exactly okay. what it was. Um, so, yeah, I understand that yeah. argument of it. But, yeah, I, I think maybe we're getting a point or two of value on, on the Packers here, and everyone's kind of turning on them a little bit, so maybe a good week to get in on them. Interesting. Uh, there goes my dog freaking out as I'm recording, of course. Um Real quick, uh, Joe, to go back to that, is there any way that you have the list of those nine wins straight up and against the spread? Because I asked our Fox team an interesting one. Rodgers, you'll be surprised by this. Rodgers is a favorite of seven or more at home. And I wanted to strip out non-divisional opponents because I know he's going to murder the Lions and yeah. he's going to kill the Bears, right? So he's 17-16-1 and one against the spread as a favorite of seven or more at home against non-divisional teams. Now, again, that's just a like... 
it's just a trend. I mean, it's just a a number that doesn't really mean a whole hell of a lot, except yeah. that as a big favorite at home, non division, Rodgers is just okay. Now he's thirty one okay. and three straight up in those. Yeah. So he's winning them, but not always with margin. And I wanted to pull out the Bears and Lions because we know he kills them. But is there a way to look at those nine wins for Lafleur and to see if is it a lot of Lions and Bears or is there like some real teams? I don't know if the Jets yeah. are real, but. I don't have it in front of me, but it is a lot of Lions and Bears. Most recent one was versus the Bears uh, in week two of the season. There was one versus the Lions last year where they absolutely destroyed them after they got destroyed by uh, New Orleans. But yeah, you know, the the, the Packers have gotten by. They're a good regular season mm-hmm. team, right? We see what they are in the playoffs, but they've been dining out on a weaker competition for, uh, what, half a decade now? Now, I don't yeah. think the division is necessarily catching up to them. You know, the Vikings, the, the Vikings are funny. They weren't as bad as their losing record indicated last season, but, but they're not as good as their four and one record indicates so far this season. So, yeah, the uh, the Packers absolutely overrated, uh, especially yeah. on the defensive side of the football. But I do kind of like them in this spot. Okay, is there any other games you took that you absolutely love you might consider putting your kids' college tuition on, maybe uh, the next month's mortgage payment? Uh, yeah, I, I like the, <laughs> I, 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 I like that. Yeah, quick that. Yeah, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, that might be pushing it a, a little bit, but uh, I like the Seahawks at plus three. How are really? the Cardinals a, a favorite on, uh, on the road here? Like, I, I know the Seahawks' defense is – Maybe the worst in the NFL, but the Cardinals' defense has absolutely stunk too. Now, the big difference between these teams is on the offensive side of the football. Seattle's getting that ball downfield. Geno Smith, right? Uh, I'm a bit of a proponent of J- Jason of uh, a lot of young quarterbacks in the NFL get set up to fail. I think maybe Geno Smith uh, falls into that category during his time with uh, the Jets and the Giants. Had a couple stops here, but maybe breaking out a little bit here. But uh, net or yards per play, so just yards per play offensively. This is first for the Seahawks versus twenty seventh for Arizona, and offensively, Arizona is not doing much at all outside of garbage time in the fourth quarter. So check this out: um, they are averaging nine point eight points in quarters one through three wow. so far. This season, so it might be a high-scoring game, but I'll take the home team that's uh, that's getting three points that can get up and down the field. So yeah, I, I like the Seahawks at plus three. Bit of an ugly it, one, but they're it, playing an ugly, ugly opponent. Yeah, it's weird. Arizona. Um, the thing I like about Kingsbury is he, for some reason, is awesome on the road. Nineteen yeah. and seven, nineteen seven and one against the spread on the road, and I think he's won his last nine. Maybe the team locks in better. and Kyler Murray leaves the video game console at home. Um, I, I I don't know why that is. I'm just I'm not a believer in Seattle. I, I know the numbers are great for Seattle, but you watch that team; they they can't stop anybody. Um, and I, I, Geno Smith is a former Jet, so I'm kind of against him. Real quick, I just want to wrap up with only double. Di- I'm in. Do you do Survivor by any chance? Uh, no, I didn't get involved in one this year. I'm in the Circa okay. this year and a bunch how, of other... By the way, uh, Circa, how are you doing in that? What, what do you think of the, the, the contest? Because the one line that jumped out at me from that one is Eagles is our six, but I'm seeing it six and a half a lot of places. And that's a Sunday night game. That's going to hit a touchdown. Um, I'm probably going to have the Eagles on my card. 
Yeah, I, I usually wait a little bit, to, but they have the Bucks there at minus eight. The Bucks are at eight and a half at a lot of places. Um, you can also get the Jaguars there at plus two and a half. They're down to plus one and a half at a lot of spots. So I like the Jags there quite a bit. And, and that's another bet that I like here, Jason. Uh, you know, we kind of touched on that a little yeah. bit. But check out this trend. Since 2015, the Colts are 1-13-1 against the spread versus the Jaguars. Now, I know in a lot of these cases, they're going to be, uh, you know, a fairly big favorite, and it's a little bit tighter here. Jeez. But uh, this Colts offense, bottom three in the NFL, uh, you know, the uh, the Matt Ryan era has been an embarrassment there so far. He's like a, a mannequin back there. They're allowing so much pressure. He's getting sacked left and right. He got, did get sacked five times in week two in this matchup, I wouldn't be surprised to see a repeat of that. So I know now the they, Jags have yeah. crashed back down to earth a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I, I think this game should probably be a pick maybe. So, uh, yeah. If you remember that I was on the Jags in that week two game and they didn't have Pittman and it was outdoors and the Indianapolis could do nothing. Now I just saw in the injury report today, Jonathan Taylor is back at practice. Now okay. I don't know if that means he's going to go, but that's kind of a big deal because they look so bad against the Broncos. I don't know how they won that game. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I might end up with you on the Jags on that. I wish I could get a three on the road. It, it's interesting that they didn't give that. So why do you think they didn't give full, the full three? A lot of two and a halves this week. I hate that. Yeah, it's sketchy, right? They do that. Uh, I don't know. They must do that, and they must see. Uh, it must have some type of impact on an overwhelming amount of people either not picking it or going specifically to one side. Potentially, because I do think that would scare a lot of people off from taking the underdogs. Same, same thing when you have a team at seven, but they might put it at seven and a half, right? Yeah, so uh, because last week also, uh, you're right. Last week, there were three and a half was the one that was everywhere. Patriots, Ravens, I think there were four games at three and a half last week in the contest. Oh, Jets as well. Um, now, I know the line was frozen um, because they, things can move. And like you said, Arizona is at three, but I see it as two and a half in the contest, right? Yeah, it's at two and a half in, in uh, the contest. Yeah. So, All right, uh, man. Well, hey, uh, listen, Joe, good, good stuff. Uh, sure. con- continued success with the show and Nova. Is it cold in Nova Scotia yet? Any snow? It's it, No, dude. People think Canada. Like, there's, there's just, dude, It's I've been to New York and Boston plenty in the winter. It's, it's it. the exact same where I live. Oh, People, okay. Yeah, it, it's pretty, it's, it's uh, jacket weather here right now so uh you know we won't see snow till december probably oh so it's not that bad yeah you how, how far north of buffalo are you guys Ooh, buffalo would be a lot closer to toronto that's like uh an hour and a half drive from toronto how far I are you think. guys from toronto uh well you'd have to it's like a two-hour flight here in halifax to toronto but oh. we're about a four-hour drive to the border in maine hmm Four hours to Maine. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've been to Maine once. I just for cover a football game when I was in college. But at any rate. All right. Joe Osborne. Good stuff. Follow Joe on social media. Watch his uh, video. Uh, how many videos are you doing a week? Yeah, we do our show, Chasing That Paper, every uh, every day, Monday through Friday, 11 Eastern on YouTube. And we're covering pretty much every sport under the sun. You know, the NHL season just started. The NBA gets going here soon. We got a couple. I don't cover college myself, but we do have a couple college experts on there. And, of course, every Friday is our big NFL show. Yes, Friday, obviously the big one. Well, thanks a lot, and uh, keep up the good work, buddy. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Good luck this weekend. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.